Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and unfortunately, today we learned that we lost the meaning of a true legend in the Fink, Howard Finkel, probably one of the greatest ring announcers of the 1980s and 1990s and even into the 2000s, and that's no disrespect to anybody else that uh, did ring announcing, but Fink was one of the best. My name is Sadistic Sean David. I am being joined by, as always, my co-host. Me? Oh, I know who I am. Do you guys know who I am? Okay, I'll tell you who I am. I'm the reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks. Keanu Katie. Good Thursday evening. How you doing, boy? I am doing better. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. Steve got in via Skype, and then his computer crashed, and it took me a minute to get in via Skype, so we're sorry about the technical delays. But we're going to talk about the Fink. Uh, Katie, do you, what, do you, what is your biggest memory about the Fink? Hold on, let me finish this asthma attack and I'll let you know. Okay, the thing, to me, I don't know, man. It was kind of like seeing your uncle every weekend. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah, I mean, it did kind of have that witty, feel. You know? Yeah, he, he was personable. He was funny. He was witty. He was able to take up if he needed to because, yes, he has taken bumps. And he was just able to go with the flow with people. And my friend Bernie said to me, well, in, not to me, in her post about, about Mr. Finkel, that he was just so sweet and he was so personal. And she got to know him over the years because in Toronto, you know, that the fan fest, they come to Toronto and she, she helps out at the fan fest, you know, and they apparently developed a really good rapport. And well, now she's going to miss him next fan fest. She's a little upset. And I can't say that I blame her. Um, you know, Fink for me, uh, in the 1980s, before I was born, some of the first WrestleManias you heard Fink. And it's, it's hard because, you know, he had that such distinctive voice of coming down the aisle. And I don't care, you know, who you are when you heard that and you heard like, coming down the aisle and then you heard that dun 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 of the ultimate warriors music you knew somebody was about to get their ass kicked and think was the reason that all of that happened it, it was part of the magic dun, dun, dun. that's the word that's the sound you were looking for yep i mean that's oh. uh that's the way it is 
but look at all of the guys that he's he's up there with. I mean, he's up he's up there with uh, Andre and Bobby the Brain Heenan. He can chase around the weasel again. Mean Gene. Mean Gene. Mean Gene. Yep. Yep. He's up there with everybody I mean, that I would love to see just now. Gorilla Monsoon. Yep. Um, you know, there's. It's sad, but uh, Fink was not doing well for a while. We knew that. Um, we thought he would turn around, but unfortunately, he didn't. Um, but he, greatest announcer in the 90s, 80s, 90s, and even 2000s, and Steve Kane will be with us momentarily, and we'll have some guests that will join us here tonight to talk about the things. But, I, I mean, and then some of the stuff that they did with him later on that was all that comedy stuff. This is true. Ah, ah, ah. Mute him, mute him. Type to him real quick. Oh, okay. Am I all by myself now? That's why I am. I'm hanging on. Okay, now i got to find out where they went. Oh. I don't know what's going on tonight. I have no clue. Not a clue. I'm all by myself, and nobody's looking. I'm thinking of you. Go to the mansion. I was all by myself. So all by myself. I'm all by myself. This really sucks. It's not that I'm not a good I'm not a good co host or anything, folks. It's just that, well I'm better when I have I have somebody with me. I'm a very bouncy person, so I get to bounce off of them. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on because they just left me here all by myself. And I'm getting mad. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Use your phone. This is why I use my phone. This is why I pay for an international plan. You know, well, a North American plan. So I don't have to put up with crap like this and problems with Skype and problems with PC and you need PC to see or or your laptop to use the Skype. And this is just ridiculous. Yep. So I'm all by myself. Hurry the fuck up. Excuse my language. Yep, apparently he's trying to get back in. Yep. This is why I use my phone. But yeah, Fink is going to be missed. You know, like I said, he he made me laugh. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. He made me laugh as hard as Mean Gene made me laugh. But I don't have anybody here to talk about Fink with. So now I'm getting mad. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, Billy. That's why you use your home phone. Yeah, I know. I get it. But... Yeah, nobody ever listens to me. Nobody ever uses just their cell phone for a radio show because, like I said, again, nobody listens to me. So I'm getting mad. Yep. So I don't know what to do. Don't know what to say. I'm not in the studio, so if anybody's even calling, I can't even let them on. I can't do nothing. Nope. Because if I could, I'd have Billy on air with me right now, right now. I could probably get somebody else to 
Yeah, I'll be getting my whip ready. Once I'm in the damn studio, hobo, I will be using the damn whip because now I'm not. This is not cool. All right, I'm back. Yeah. Bless me here for how I'm many back. years? Took seven minutes Sorry to about start that. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on tonight. It's uh, Blog Talk is having a Sean? bunch of issues, but I am back. Sean, and Sean, don't explain yes. nothing. I explained it all to them. Use your phone. All right. Don't rely on I'm Skype. on my phone now. Don't rely on, I am on, on my Direct phone Connect. Now. I get it. You don't rely on Direct Connect and Skype. Why? Because they are part of your computer. That is why. Um, is Steve with us now? Couldn't even tell you. All right. Well, I don't know either. Uh, this thing oh, well. is all I don't care. messed up. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I hear an echo. I am going to try to find that. Hold on. It ain't me. All right. Well, hold Should on. Shouldn't be hearing an echo on my side. <clears throat> all right. Is that better? Well, we'll just have to so. deal through it. All right. Yeah, uh, we are back. We're talking about the Fink. Sorry about all the uh, mishaps tonight. We're going to work on that for next week uh, because this just shouldn't be happening the way it is. I don't know if it's on our end or uh, Blog Talk's end. But, um, yeah, the Fink, man, one of the greatest of all time. Well, definitely, uh, you know, will remembered, be remembered for that. Um, there's a lot we're going to talk about tonight. Obviously, Cut Mania that happened yesterday and today with almost um, 30 to 40 people being cut in WWE in about a 24 to 48-hour period. So we'll be talking about that. We will be talking about Dark Side of the Ring, uh, the episode that happened, and there's Steve Kane. All right, hey, this thing guys, is having sorry. so many problems tonight. It's not even funny. Um, I got in with yeah. Skype, and then it hung up with me on Skype, and then I tried Direct Connect, and that didn't okay. work. So I'm yeah. on my phone. Okay, uh, yeah. need a song I, 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 I got Direct Connect. Do we need the song in advance? I, got tr- I tried Direct Connect, oh. and while it's in, I couldn't even hear you guys. Well, we got it fixed so now. We're all here. So okay. tell us well, your, your first impression going? about the Fink. Well, um, I saw him, of course, the first time around uh, um, 1983 or so, um, when when uh, USA first started broadcasting the uh, monthly Madison Square Garden card. Um, you know, like a few weeks after they actually happened live, and of course right. I was ringing out there for that. Of course, you know, and and. Those were the days um, back then, um, you know, the, the managers, at least in, uh, you know, New York State Athletic Commission rules were allowed to come out with their guys and then they had to go back in the back. So, I mean, so the first thing, you know, you'd hear, you'd hear him say, allow me to introduce the manager, the grand wizard and Ernie Roth would yell, get in there and harass the fans and, you know, give everybody a hard time. And then he'd, uh, you know, um, issue a few words of advice to George Steele or whoever else that uh, he was uh, managing at that time. <clears throat> Same thing with uh, Captain Lou and that. Oh, you know, and of course, you know, obviously the, you know, 
coming down the aisle. Yes, on the that aisle was... of Tonga, weighing in, you know, and, yeah. and so on and so forth. I mean, you know, that's what we were he saying just, too. He had, yeah, he had he had that one of those voices that just resonated that you knew right off the bat when, um, you know, when you were when you were you know listening to it, um, you know, who were who you were who you had who you were, you know, um, were watching whose whose voice that was, and that. Well, and we were so, talking about it before you got here. Uh, you know, one of the things you you would hear coming down the aisle, and then you would hear Warriors music, and mm-hmm. something right. about Howard's voice introducing Warrior just made it ten times better. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Any, See, anybody's well, name sounded. Warrior. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what? He could probably yeah. make my whole like Katie Shirley Ann Mason sound like the most wonderful thing in the whole entire world. He could make me. He could make me sound like the sensational Sherry coming down. Okay. Oh, he could. Hey, awesome. He could, make, he could make the phone book sound like it was made of venting. Seriously. Yeah. So, all right. I'll tell you what. You guys keep going. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. Um, Buzz mm-hmm. Greg real quick and uh, get him okay. on here. So uh, you All guys right. keep going. Um, yep. Get up the Wikipedia. Okay, well, get, yeah, get, get out of here then. Got a lot get of info. Get your poop in a group and go. Get your poop in a group. Go. Shoot. All right. Like I said, we'll be talking Dark Side of the Ring tonight, Cut Mania, and everything else with uh, myself, Steve Kane. Well, myself, I'm not Steve Kane. I am Sadistic Sean David, as I said before. Uh, we've got Katie here, as usual, and Steve Kane will be talking all about this uh, wrestling stuff here tonight on Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil, Remembering the Fink, and the rest of the news. And there's quite a bit of news going on uh, that we'll bring to you. Um, we're not going to go over the cuts now, but I want to remind everybody that. Uh, AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view is not going on as planned. They have uh, rescheduled the date at the MGN Grand for May of next year. And unfortunately, with this excuse me, stay-at-home order, the pay-per-view will not be allowed to take place Memorial Day weekend as they originally intended, which does suck, yeah. but um, go ahead. Well, all I have to say about that, if if all the if all the airports were closed a lot a lot sooner and they weren't allowing in country flights only and everything else and spring break should have been canceled, like all you mother chuckers in Florida. Okay, yeah, I'm not including my friend Daniela Harris. Yeah, you know who you are. You should have canceled your vacations. Okay, but no, you had to be selfish and still go. Okay, my mom, Princess Cruises, that's where all, all the cruise ships that are having problems with right now, my grandmother uses them too. My mother canceled her Australia trip, okay, and she would be meeting the cruise ship to go as part of it. And you want to know something? Last week, two, hold on a second, no, it wasn't two, it was five people died on that ship because they were idiots and didn't cancel. And being held for corona and just got released. And brought another 200 cases back to Canada. Lovely. All right. Well, unfortunately, the the blog talk issues are uh, continuing on. Uh, I tried uh, getting a hold of Greg, and uh, 
um, it won't uh, it won't let uh, the call go through. So, um, well, use you know. your real phone. I don't know. No, it's not, it's message not letting him. Have him call. Yeah, we can try that. That's not the you know. Okay, let's pretend well, we don't have Skype. How about that? Uh, I pretend I don't have Skype because uh, well, I do have Skype. Yeah, it's Tank Girl One, by the way, and I don't I haven't used it for Blog Talk because Blog Talk Betty and and Skype in my world hate each other. Okay? They hate each other. They're divorced. <laughs> Anyways, so, so what's going on? Yeah. So so Howard actually was the longest tenured employee of the entire company. Um, he started working for senior back in 1975. And Wow, and, I was three years old. And they're reannouncing in uh, 77. Um, his first his first uh, um, time reannouncing was January 17th. And, of course, you know, those, I, you know, that was not oh, the handheld wireless mic. Those, that was the classic... Overhead yep. dropping microphone. Yeah, uh, I like from the, the ceiling. Big I like that. Logo. I like that. I like that though. Yeah. I like oh, how yeah. the I mic mean, drops hey, down. It's yo, cool. I mean, it's, remember, it's, it's like a talking spider. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, well, which of course, which of course, Ken Anderson later on Anderson. used as part of his as part of his gimmick as uh, Mr. Kennedy. And then carried it on as uh, as Mr. Anderson, um, and then uh, um, of course, then it's uh, um, in uh, WrestleMania Nine in uh, Las Vegas, which of course was the uh, one that was at Caesar's Palace. Um, Isn't that the one where everybody he, wore the togas? <clears throat> yes, yes, yeah. And Bobby Heenan almost uh, fell off. The camel and that, um, and and Howard was introduced as Pincus Maximus. Um, but uh, then he then he did then he you know got involved in some things. He was involved in an angle with uh, Kurt Hennig, uh, Kerry Von Erich, and uh, Ted DiBiase. Um, then had. Uh, the uh, tuxedo match in '95 uh, with uh, uh, Bruno Lauer, aka Harvey Whippleman, um, and then uh, helped out uh, um, X Pac in uh, All right. beating, uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and then helping and then helping him uh, shave Jarrett's head. And then, and then, of course, uh, I'm hearing something. Then, I don't know. Uh, something's crackling and crickling. And yeah, crack. I'm hearing a crackle too. Then that's okay. Hold on. Then that's Sean. It's you crackling and cricking. First, I thought it was your bomb. All right. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I have I'm to touch on the, something. I'm looking at the wiki. Is he? Okay, I have to touch on something. 
one of my yeah. one of my regular listeners messaged me and he says, "Oh my God, it's so that's a rose me. That is so rose me. I like the ceiling microphone. There's like a spider coming down." <laughs> Sorry. Oh wow. Well. Yeah. I love you, Ezekiel. <laughs> yep. And then, yep. um, and then uh, mm-hmm. he, in August of '99, he uh, was uh, Chris Jericho's lackey. Um, Jericho encouraged him to attack uh, uh, Tony Chimmel and uh, take back uh, his announcing job. He shoved Chimmel. Tells him to step aside, and then uh, as he starts to go, Chimmel throws him from the ring. Jericho helps him to the back. They cross paths with Ken Shamrock. Um, then uh, Jericho convinces Finkel to distract Shamrock, and which uh, Shamrock starts twisting his finger. Shamrock gets hit with a chair, and then. Um, Two weeks later, he becomes El Dopo, a masked referee who um, cheated as the referee in a match with uh, Curtis Hughes, allowing uh, Hughes to beat Shamrock. All and right, then, I don't mean to cut uh, you off. Yeah, I know. Can you hear yeah, me? I know. Yeah, we can hear you. And you yeah. You could have waited until he was done telling his story. No, I can't remember like what he was saying. You sound like you're talking with a megaphone. Okay. Anyways, what were All you right. saying, Steve? So, um, rewind yourself. Just rewind yourself about three seconds. Okay. okay. So, so October 14th, Jericho Thank defeats you. Hughes. Finkel helps, but then he gave Finkel to Curtis Hughes after the match, and then four days later on Raw, Hughes loses Finkel in a game of poker to the Acolyte. Yeah, and I then, remember. And then, and then in uh, 2002, um, he uh, had a uh, feud with Lillian Garcia. Um, they, were, they were attacked by three-minute warning. And then um, the following week, uh, Garcia... Beat Howard in an evening gown tuxedo match with a little help from uh, Trish Stratus and uh, Stacey Keebler, who were paying him back for a uh, insulting mm. remark made to them. Um, yeah. So oh. uh, then, so um, and so and here's the thing. Now um, he was actually he was the voiceover for the. Uh, Miz and Morrison uh, dirt sheet segment. Mm. Uh, Which I thought was then, really lame. Yeah, it was lame then. It's lame. It's even more and, lame and, now. And you know what? And you know what? And that's not just because, okay, it's there's no secret. All right. I appreciate Miz's talent. I do. I don't find him funny. I don't like his wardrobe. You are not Naratu, okay? You are not Ninjago or whatever the fuck other silly-ass video game character you think you are, okay? Are you a Pokemon master? Like, what is going on with you, Miz? And Mr. Morrison, 
I'm glad you got rid of the fur coat, but that doesn't mean I, I have any interest in you. Although I do appreciate your talent. I do not find you guys funny. You're lame. Want to know who's funny? Edge and Christian. Now, that was some funny shit. Right. And Jericho. Well, and Jericho. Well, he was, um, he was the announcer for, for the Edge and Christian show. Yes. And of course, and of course, he was uh, on uh, Legends House, and then um, the and then the last time you hear his voice, um, but it was a recording because with his health he was unable to actually attend. He introduced yeah. the Undertaker at uh, at uh, Raw Twenty Five. Um, and of course, um, and of course, and of course, uh, a few years ago, he'd, uh, suffered a stroke and so his health just, uh, um, continue, continued to deteriorate, uh, uh, in fact, uh, actually for, in fact, actually a couple of years ago, um, uh, there was some real concern about uh, about uh, his about him uh, living at that point. But uh, yeah, I remember he, that he, uh, mm-hmm. he, sur- he survived, and then uh, finally uh, this morning he uh, he succumbed to everything. Okay, well, exactly what is the cause of that? Well, it's uh, it's unfortunately it was uh, I don't um, know what illness the man continued, has. So. Continued continued. Uh, um, Complications from the from the stroke. Excuse me. Wow. Yeah, he will be as missed as Eugene Oakland for me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, you got Robbie Q. Why don't you bring him on for memories of Finkel? All right, we will do that. It's, I uh, and we'll do Billy too. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, he says absolutely. Okay, well, Rob first. He says absolutely. Go for it. Oh, let's. You are live. You are live, mother trucker. Hey guys, how you doing? Actually, what I was hey, saying hey, absolutely too was when Katie was saying that the that <laughs> he will be remembered much like Gene Oakland. I was like absolutely, mm-hmm. fully heartedly, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the first thing that came to my head? Probably the first thing that came to Rob. There goes another chunk of my childhood. Uh, I feel that also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and Bernie. Bernie's hurting. It's hurting Bernie hard. It's it's that iconic voice. Like, there will never be another single. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. And and I said this earlier today to Steve Kane. I said, you know, if there was one announcer that I strived to be, it was the mix between Gary and Michael Capetta, who was one of the most professional announcers you ever met, and Howard Finkel. Mm-hmm. Those two right. are the two greatest announcers of that time period to me. Um, I believe it's the right. same way to Steve Kane, because those two, you, Capetta was in his own world. But Pink was in his own world too. They each had their own world of, and way of doing it that made it so stellar. And 
mm-hmm. you know, there, there's been other announcers that have come after him, and everybody will remember mm-hmm. the guy that could go, let's get ready to rumble, but... Uh, well, can, I, can, can I? Can I? Can I? Yes. Let's get yes. ready to rumble. Okay, like a my one of my faves. Yeah, one of my one of my Michael Buffer was phase. great. Yeah, it's, that's that's Michael Buffer. But yeah, I, I like I like that I like I like Road Dog too when he does it. I thought it was awesome. <clears throat> and and also uh, well. in the course of you know I also um, know from. Uh, my uh, old uh, classic uh, Olympic auditorium. Uh, oh, Jimmy Lennon. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Lennon and his son sound yeah. exactly like him. I mean, if you, I mean, if you find, yeah. if you can find any of the uh, Jimmy Lennon um, boxing or wrestling um, yeah. videos anywhere. Um, Seriously, there is, I mean, his voice is just is just mm-hmm. one of those ones that uh, really, really stands out. And you, you, you know exactly who it is, you know, you, without even actually seeing it, without actually seeing the, seeing the, the video by the voice, you can tell that it is Jimmy Lennon. Yeah, but right. how do you feel about um about Michael Buffer Jr.? Don't know much about him myself. He can't hold. He can't. Not, I can't even he, hold the "Let's Get Ready to Rumble" as long as I used to anymore. Okay. Also, because it's allergy season and my lungs are like stopping. I swear, like right mid lung. <laughs> Permission stopped. to speak? Oh no. Oh. Oh yes, uh, yes, dear slave, you may. Hey man, he asked permission. <laughs> the four ring yeah. announcers that I remember most are Michael and Bruce Buffer, Gene Okerlund, and Howard Finkel. My first introduction to him, believe it or not, was from playing WrestleMania the arcade game because you got to hear the whole "Good morning, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen" mm-hmm. at the opening. And yeah. Yeah. holy shit. That voice had so much charisma behind it. It was insane. So the fact that, you know, we lost such an amazing voice recently, you know, definitely hurts. And it's also basically another thing where I'm like, well, there goes another bit of childhood right there. Because I used to watch WWF with my father when I was little. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. are we gonna are we gonna talk about the fact that he's the only one that ev- that hit every single WrestleMania for like I don't know thirty four, thirty two, thirty three years or something? And there's that, yeah. There's that too. Like, like we need to bring that up as well. The fact that he was at every Wrestle, he had an appearance at every single WrestleMania leading up to the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yeah, that was tenured. one of the things about Fink. Uh, they tried to keep him <coughs> as relevant as possible for as long as possible, um, even though they were they were you know toward the en- toward the end of it they were trying to get other announcers trained and find somebody that <laughs> could try to replace mm-hmm. the Fink, but there was no doing that. And, no. you know, there have been other good announcers that have come out of WWE, but nobody is good as Fink. 
There's you no go back and watch them. Lillian Garcia. You go back and watch some of the one. old MGM grand days. One at a time before I come and whip you. Um, Whip it good. You know, you watch some of those old MGM grand tapes that you can find on YouTube, and there's some of that stuff. Uh, You know, I go back to the Rock and Wrestling Connection, which a lot of people don't know Fink had a lot to do with, uh, actually behind the scenes, because he was close to Cindy Lauper. And um, that, you know, him announcing her and and Wendy Richter for that fight – yeah, I, I can pull that up. They, they, I think they showed that somewhere recently on one of the shows that I've watched. I think it was Dark Side of the Ring when they did the thing on Moolah with Wendy in it, and they played that yeah. mute. They they played that announcer's voice to Howard Finkel, and it just sends chills down your spine. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, here's here's another thing, guys. You know, you know, you know where WrestleMania itself came from. Was that a fake idea? That yes, that name was the creation of Howard Finkel. Wow. Howard Finkel was also the man who came up with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. (laughs) So 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 Katie, your your crush's nickname is a result of Howard Finkel. I am extremely proud to hear that. I really am. WWE used to do a thing on WWE.com called Outthink the Fink. I don't know if anybody else remembers this. I remember. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm old, okay? I remember. <laughs> well, I'm not old. Um, you know, Outthink the Fink was not an easy thing. Sometimes you could do it, but sometimes you could. No, um, no, man. I couldn't hit him. And that, I couldn't hit it. Uh-uh. Matt that, Stryker, maybe. That guy, I don't know if he ever wrote a book, but if he didn't, that's a sad song because uh, the stories that oh. that man could have told in a book. That, yeah, unfortunately, that man no, needed to write a book, no but unfortunately, book, I don't no. think he did. Yeah, Hell, if no. he wrote one, I'd buy a copy. <laughs> in a heartbeat. I don't know Same. Is, oh, oh I'd still be on that. I'd, I'd buy a pile of them, man. Yeah, it's, if, that, uh, if you could find that, if if Howard Finkel have written a book, that would be as big a find as finding a copy of the Gary Hart book. Mm. <laughs> no shit. <coughs> <laughs> the Gary Hart book is not easy to find, and it's not cheap. And there are a couple other books out there in the wrestling world that are like that. On an upcoming uh, show, Steve and I will prepare all the books that are hard to get, that are a couple hundred dollars, and if not more than that, if you can find a copy uh, on this program and expose how you can try to find a couple copies of those. But a lot of them don't exist anymore. And if you find one, let me tell you this, if you go to an auction or, or a retail store and find a copy of one of those books uh, that is worth some money, You've got it made because they're not easy to find. No. Believe me, there's no, a couple I, that I have in my collection yeah. that are not. What do you got? They cost me a pretty penny. What do you got? Yeah. They have it in a garage sale. I mean, no, sis, if you, you want to talk collections, you got to tell people what you got. Come on, share what's class. 
Um, I have a transcript of the Gary Hart book. I don't have the actual book, but I have a transcript That's, of it. You know what? And That's worth more. Mm-hmm. Um, That's way right more. Uh, that, so uh, I have the transcript. That, so, dude, you don't know what you have? I'll come take it from you, and, and, and I'll tell you what you have after I take it. Hell, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John, you just need to drop box that to me. Um, it's, uh, there's another one that, uh, Tony Rican sent me that was very good. Some of these books are worth a lot of money. Uh, one that I want to bring up quickly is Jim Cornette did a book on the Midnight Express. It was called the Midnight Express Scrapbook. Um, let me look this up real quick. Oh my God, you rhino corning. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that word. Um, yeah. The rhino corn yeah, still the one, yeah. The one that I, the one that uh, I still got stolen it. from after after uh, after I lost my uh, mobile home in a house fire was my signed copy of Have a Nice Day. I was oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Folks, hey, um, uh, this is... uh, put, put me in your put me in your will just now and and, and um, bequeath me that piece. Well, this is, that hurt just one hearing it. One at a time. I, 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 have, the, I, I will kill you all. I swear to God. This is the Midnight <laughs> Express 25th Anniversary Scrapbook by Jim Cornette. It is on eBay right now for um, about $142 U.S. as a starting bid. This thing will at least bring $300. It is very hard to find. There weren't a lot of copies made of it. And if you've got a copy, you need to keep it because this thing has got so much in it. People don't remember that Jim Cornette used to be a photographer. And there's so many awesome pictures that I have seen in uh, a friend's copy that I actually got to see of this thing. And this thing is a work of art. Um, If you have not picked up this. Huh? It's not on Jim's site? No, it's not. No, there's not that many copies left of this. You've got to find this on eBay. For like 260 C, whatever C, whatever whatever currency C is, it's 200 C, but it's, it says it's about 142 dollars starting bid U.S. Holy shit! Okay, that yeah. that sounds like uh, that sounds like uh, Kroners, which would uh, which uh, is uh, um, Slavic currency. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's coming out. It says it's coming out of Canada. So, um, it's it's an expensive book, but this is this is a work of art. There are books it's out there like to, this. Well, it's not our fault. Go ahead. It's not our fault. It's more expensive. <laughs> no, and no, it is signed by Jim Cornette. No, man. Um, because it's Canadian, you'd think it'd be cheaper. Right. I want to read you the. I want to read you the uh, table of contents of this real quick. um, For this midnight scrapbook, because this is just something interesting that we can talk about. I don't know that the Midnight Express ever got to work with the Fink, but uh, man, him introducing them would have been nice. Before the midnight, you got the color section, you got the biographies, biographies, reading the results, explaining heat. Chronologically, 
After Midnight reunited their championships, honors, and awards. The Battle of Beckley, Disorder in... Oh, God, I can't read that. Um, but this, uh, this thing has so many photos, and is, uh, there's actually, on the page of the Table of Contents, there's a copy of the Mid-South Sports Superdome Championship Wrestling Louisiana Superdome from Saturday, April 7th, 1984. Copy of the ticket. So, um, Vince, or not Vince, but Jim Cornette collected a lot of this stuff. Um, oh, yeah. yeah Jim and that's why these books are so great. Like nobody's business. That's why a lot of this stuff has come out. He's going to do... He's going to do another book, I believe, sometime he said soon. It's going to be something else. I believe it, I believe he said it's going to be on Smoky Mountain. Yes. Wow. Yes, There's a blast from the past. On, uh, on uh, drive through Yeah. So, folks, if you can find these classic – we'll do this one night. We'll get all the classic wrestling books together that are worth, valued and worth quite a few hundred dollars that you can get because if you – you know – this is the stuff that's worth money. Um, the one thing that Jim Cornette has is the St. Louis record books, like the old result books that they used to have to keep. Oh, Those God. things yeah. are priceless. You cannot I find. I would love to have. I would love to have that from here in Illinois. I mean, I would because if 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 Al if if anybody has. Any of the, you know, I mean, you know, if, there, if there's still copies of the match cards that I signed from back in the day, oh my God, I would love to have those. That would Absolutely. be really great. To, those would be really great to uh, oh, put up uh, in a in a studio, and that. Yes. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna switch skews. God rest. Howard Finkel, we will miss you forever, but your legacy will live on um, through our hearts and memories for the rest of our lives. And, of course, through classic video that you can find on the WWE Network and good old YouTube. Howard, salute. Coming down the aisle to heaven at this time, Howard Finkel. Yep. Yep. That the Lord's putting on one hell of a show up there. Oh, we've talked oh, yeah. about it when we first started. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, all of them. Andre the Giant, Roddy right. Piper. Andre. Yes. Randy Savage. I mean, my Lord. The Warrior. Mr. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart. Rick yeah. Rude. Oh. Um, speaking of Owen Hart, we're going to move. Okay, we We're have gonna move too many to, uh, on this list to be able to go this long. All right, that's I'm just it. saying. Uh, I'm going to get you. Yeah, Eddie. <laughs> All right, here we go. Other. We're going to talk, uh, speaking of Owen Hart, we're going to talk Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know that everybody's seen it. If you have not, you need to find this Hang thing up. because, yeah, well, that too. Owen Hart, you want to go Wait. there first, Sean? All right. You want to go there All right. first? That's, okay, that's second yes, time you're interrupting each other. 
possible. Here we go. Question. Um, I've got the lead so, here, so um, I'm going to take see. it, and it's mine. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. That's right. I'm um, Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring has been doing some explosive stuff. It started last year with a bunch of stories that uh, were quite controversial in the wrestling business, and nobody thought that this stuff would ever come to light. Um, you you have in the first season of Dark Side of the Ring, the match made in heaven focusing on Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, the Montreal Screwjob, the killing of Bruiser Brody, the last of the Von Erics, the mysterious death of Gino Hernandez, and the fabulous Mula. In season two, just a couple <coughs> weeks ago, about a month ago, we saw... Benoit part one and part two and it shocked mm-hmm. the wrestling world at its core. Yeah. Indeed. Then we saw the toked out crazed man of New Jack. Mm-hmm. Oh, you uh-huh. can pay me. I, I don't know that there's a list of workers that would be willing to step in the ring with him knowing his history. I mean, like, seriously, every every story that was told began with, well, you know, I was blasted on coke. Like, That's right. Yeah, exactly. Straight up, I'm um, telling you I'm using booger sugar. Yep, yep, yep yeah, I did. <laughs> then you had the Brawl for All, which was... Oh, yeah, may, may never they never do another one? One at a time. May they never do another one, and may some independent promoter never get the goddamn idea to do this again. Because this thing, it ended careers. Dr. Death was never, ever the same after the Brawl for All. His WWE career was gone. The main reason that Dr. Death was brought into WWE was to have a run with Austin. And that got ended when he tore his hamstring, and that was it. Um, Steve, go ahead and talk about the Brawl for All or any of the other ones that you want to, and then we'll talk about Snowdown. Well, uh, I mean, well, we, we talked about, um, and we played the, uh, um, especially the clip from uh, Jim Cornette from that uh, interview that he did with uh, the uh, with the British um, podcast. When he talked about right after uh, Steve got hurt, and that at, uh, he went to Russo and cussed him up one side and down the other, telling him you just cost us five million dollars, mother bleeper. Oh, because yeah. that's that's the kind of money that uh, they would have gotten in revenue from a pay per view with Steve Williams and Steve Austin finally facing off against each other because it didn't happen in Dallas when they were there and so this was this was literally going to be a first and oh, fighting in a, legit, in, a, in a legit shoot fight oh, for these hamstrings and oh, that really, that basically was it. 
Sorry. Katie watched all of these episodes? Yes, of course I did. I did my homework. I know better. Um, You know, this was not easy for Katie to watch. There wasn't a lot of this that she knew, and and she she would come to Steve and I, and she'd be like, no way this happened. Especially the Bruiser Brody one. She says, how, how how did this ever happen? Mm-hmm. It's it Puerto Rico worse. is what I was told. What I was told was yep. it's Puerto Rico. Yes. That's yes. the answer yes. I was given. Yes. It's Puerto Rico. Yep. You heard what they yep. said about it, Puerto Rico. It gets worse because next week we will be covering the they will be covering the assassination of Gino Hernandez or not Gino Hernandez, Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Yeah. Oh my God, where's your head at? <laughs> well, we talked about I yeah, talked about Gino Hernandez death in season one, and it, it confused you know, me. But Dino Bravo, you know, um, you know, you know what I never understood about Dino Bravo, and I don't understand about anybody else who does this. Why did he have the? Okay, he's from Quebec. Okay, proud Quebecer. All right, that's right. And it's Quebec. It's Quebec, not Quebec. Quebec. He's a proud Quebecer and wore a baby blue pair of tights. With a white fleur de lis, where on his ass, on the crack of his ass. I never understood why they put a flag on the back of their tights on their ass. I don't get it. Why would you do that? I find it to be very disrespectful. But I'm just like, mom, why does he have a fleur de lis on his butt? And mom's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then when he bleached no. his, I, I hated him when he bleached his hair. I, I don't know, man. It's just didn't work for him. But I did love him. So, I appreciate his talent and I love to hate him sometimes too. We oh, yeah, we move into talent. what Yeah. We oh, move yeah, into yeah, what this week's this week. dark side of the ring was. One at a time. And it was it was not an easy subject. Not no. Not at all. I I had a very hard time with this. Um and I'll explain why momentarily, but uh, you guys go ahead, and then I'll and then I'll go ahead and take them from there. Okay. Well, where are we? We're Talking about uh, this week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring on Snuka. Snuka. Yeah. Very they hard to watch. Cage, the cage match footage that they should have shown with Don the Rock from Morocco should have been should have been the cage match footage from Toronto. Because that was not the only time the two of them got in a cage together. And the time that I speak of, and Rob probably knows exactly what I'm talking about, because it was the biggest toss the next day. Um, that night, okay, there were more fights in the audience than there were in the ring. And Jimmy Superfly Snooker, his uh, Superfly off the top of the cage, he missed three times and kept going. That was insane. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the man was, as far as I'm concerned, the man was legitimately crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 legitimate. Look, oh my God, look at his forehead. <laughs> great, legitimate talent. badass. Shut like, up. Great, what? great talent, but just legit yeah. crazy. You oh, never yeah. knew Straight where up. you you never knew where he what side of the fence he was kind of leaning on. Well. Look how much bullet sugar he was doing. Look at the personal photos they were showing in every single one. There wasn't one where he was sober. Oh, I know. I, I know that, that look. I know that look. Yeah, I've no. had that look. <laughs> <laughs> okay? 
I had my hands on. I did a little bit of bullet sugar. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. But I've also been clean for 14 years, so I can talk about it. It's. Uh, so it was very hard to watch that um, this happened, and you you have a mystery that happens, but then you have the ultimate thing that nobody expected. They show, you know, it's not actually Vince in the in the footage that they show, but they show mock footage of Vince going into Allentown, Pennsylvania, police with a briefcase. And it yeah. all goes away. Mm. And this comes out yeah, it on all the day. Goes away. Again, again. You say again. How many other times has this happened that we've been able to right. say this? That we've well, seen on Dark Side. Well, and no? this is the thing, and that, and they, and um, and guys, they talk One about this afterwards on after, on after mm-hmm. dark. Um, my, my good friend uh, Greg Valentine told the story about how uh, they were coming back from uh, Tel Aviv, and uh, Jimmy had hash taped to his body, yeah. And, yeah. and so he was trying to get on the plane, and yeah. They and they caught him with the hash, and so That's they cheap. were gonna. They, I mean, they were gonna lock him up. Um, Vince paid and tell these authorities about eighteen thousand five hundred dollars, and that was it. They, okay, they well, well what about the, no charges? Yeah, well, what about the time? Um, who was it? It was uh, oh, it was the Sheik, and okay, hold on. Oh, it starts with an A. Adrian Adonis, they got pulled over for coke. Last no, that was no, no, that no, that was uh, that was Jim Duggan. They were Thank they you. were uh, smoking they were smoking uh, pot. No, oh. I'm talking about a co- no, the one I'm talking about. It was on our newspapers. It was the Sheik and Andre and and Adrian Adonis in Toronto got busted with a bunch of coke. Oh, good and then and then and then there was the time in Toronto. The same the same mat the same night that uh. Snooker missed, missed, the, missed his super fly off the cage three times. That same night, and I've told this story before, and I, I can't remember Rob's been here to hear it. He got charged with, with assault because he decided he was at the motel. They had a four-poster bed. He decided he was going to climb it and super fly onto the girl. She, she flipped out. That's one of the stories I was told as a kid, too. Was that the Nancy? Well... That's no, I don't think so. Not the Nancy, some random hooker. Yeah. Oh, Didn't happen in Toronto. Nancy already. It was Nancy called, already excuse me, I have been I have been corrected. It was Carolina. Yeah. Oh okay. my God. Only in Carolina. Well, in his leopard print well, underwear. Well, <laughs> well, you know, and then and then of course you know and then she's from these all the thing because the thing is this of course. I'll show you. I'll show you why they call me Superfly. All right. Well, <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. Sorry. So no, so, you're so, not. So, I was so. No, I'm not, not really. I was. I was working. I was working with Powerhouse Wrestling here in uh, broke me. I can't central part of the state, and um, and Tim Lyle who uh, promoted. Uh, we we booked Jimmy, 
and we did and we did the show at the, at the high school and that and you know Jimmy came in I mean what you saw oh. on TV that's how he was in that how you doing brother how you doing brother nice to meet you brother and yeah you know, everything was that soft spoken I mean he smoked like a chimney I will I will I will I will not deny this he smoked like a chimney because he was oh, going out having a cigarette and that. Before we went on, yeah, uh, did the we did you know obviously of course I mean I'd heard the stories but you know hey your etiquette you do not talk to somebody about about something like this so I'll um so you know we we did the match and this match because of the fact that I was not going to be able to do the following month's show because I was booked with another company up here in Chicago. We did we did a bit after the after the <coughs> match was over where Tim and uh um I'm trying I'm trying to remember who who it was that was in his stable. Um, they jumped me after the match, they quote unquote broke my arm in the chair and everything. And Ouch. I kayfaped that and I kayfaped that thing for an entire month with with the, with my other promotion, I worked. I worked a I worked a house show with World Wrestling Zone the next day with my with my arm tucked inside my jersey. Okay, Who sounds like they're making a paper airplane. People that knew I was that there was only two people that knew that I was doing that because I didn't want anybody running out on the internet going, "Well, gee, I, he got his arm broken in Streeter." Last night, and here he is in Mount Prospect today with two good arms. So I had uh-huh. it announced that I, that I had it announced that I was in there against doctor's orders, and that. So I did. I did that. I did that for four weeks. Oh my! And then, and then, though the night of the big show, I had both. I had both arms again, and that. And I'm only you know. And here, and this is the thing. I mean. What I did was, I mean, I went, I went off holding my arm, and then I took my towel and I made a makeshift sling. So put it around my neck, put my arm in it, put my coat on, zipped it up, yeah. and Tim made all the boys stop and look at me. And he goes, "Now that's how you sell an injury," and so I drove out of Streeter and I did not take my arm out and put it into my coat, put it back in put it back in the sleeve of my coat until I was long out of town. In fact I was actually on the interstate. Right, right. Yeah. I mean I you know I saw so, I sold this I sold this thing a hundred percent. Jimmy Jimmy was even impressed with the fact that I was selling it like that you know um you know i mean it's you know and it's and it's bad because it's like you know i hear you know it's like i watch all this and it's like you know my god this guy was in fact a total sob i mean you know buddy rogers told vince hey i can't i can't have him riding with me anymore and that Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's why Nancy wound up being 
yeah. not just not just that's side what the episode said too. Let's be honest. That's exactly what she was. She was his roadside piece because he was married to his yeah. first wife. But she knew he was murdered too. Married too. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, not she did, and she didn't care, but I'm not going to, you know what? I mean, I'm not going to sit there and make a, make a judgment on a mm-hmm. person that's you know, no longer here to defend himself on that. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, and then, and then the, and the other thing you got me, um, you got, did you guys notice the police chief? How oh my God, he couldn't he, say anything. Yeah, he, he kept looking away. The police chief, he kept looking away. Like, like he'd be asking him, especially when he was asking him about the meeting with, with Vince and everybody around the table. Well, you know, I don't really quite remember what was going on. And he's every time, you know, he said like three words and then he's looking away. I mean, he's he's looking up and away. He's looking. He looks. He looks like he was following a fly back and forth. Okay, and then and then, and then, and then he'd look, and then both eyes would go to the left, and then up, and then you know, like he'd sit there. And sometimes he'd try to talk, and it was almost like no sound would come out of his mouth. And so like, yeah, somebody called that yeah. He was paid off. Poker, we called that a tell. Yeah. We called that a tell. Yeah, no, yeah. no. And, and don't be, behavioral yeah. analysis, we call that a tell. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, either, either uh, we way, have, we know I he was lying his butt off about it. And here's the other thing. Here's, here's another part of this story that doesn't make sense. Okay. Now they now when they talk about now when they talked about it on uh on Dark Side, they talk about the fact that Jimmy was talking to the cops. So and was answering questions and all of that. When that meeting with Vince came uh, according to according to stories that I have heard over the years, all of a sudden Jimmy was this you know, Dumb island guy. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't read. No, it wasn't that he didn't understand. No, it wasn't even that. He couldn't read or write the language. He spoke perfect English. Don't even. Don't even. Well, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is the story. No, that's what it said. The episode said. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not talking about but, what the episode Well, in the ring, as a work, I know. Okay, well, um, okay, stop. Okay, stop enjoying the sound of your own voice. Um, in, in, as a fan, what I noticed growing up as a kid, um, he didn't speak. I don't remember him speaking. Much. I he really, didn't. I don't remember he the man speaking. Kamala spoke more when, than when him. He was a, when he was a no. heel, Captain Lou spoke for him and that. He did do a little bit later, but I'm talking about. That Vince McMahon and Jimmy had yeah. with the Allentown police. Okay. Yeah. Where apparently the money came into play. At okay, but he meeting, gave he gave Piper Jimmy he gave Piper there. an envelope he gave Piper an interview. Right. Jim, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but okay, but let's let's focus let's focus on let's focus on the. I'm the story at hand here. Okay. Okay, man, you take some some of my riddle and we'll focus. All right. This was <laughs> this, this had them going that Jimmy was this islander who didn't understand English, couldn't yeah. speak it, 
and so Vince did the talking, air quotes, for him. <laughs> and that. Now, now his mm-hmm. second wife, of course, said in the documentary that Jimmy was basically illiterate, and yeah. Well, and he would and he would sign anything that they would put in front of him. They'd tell him, you know, you want to get paid, you got to sign this. So, I mean, you know, who knows how much money? Well, and this is not to excuse Jimmy's actions against Nancy, but in in all of, in all of reality, who knows how much money Vince and the WWE stole from Jimmy over the years. Not only Jimmy. That he was deliberate. Here, sign this. Don't worry about it. Just sign this. Here, just sign this. So. You have to sign yeah. it or you're not getting paid. Yeah, just sign it. Yeah, exactly. Sign, sign it or you're not getting paid. That was one of the times, too. That's just wrong yeah. and, and not right and, and just, no. But I going have, back to have the, a severe issue with that. But going back to that, to the cop, so I'm not the only person who thought that the, that, that cop had gotten paid off. Oh, no. Oh, that cop definitely oh, got almost, paid off. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But you could just Seriously. tell he was you paid off. You could smell it. Okay. Yeah. Like, just, like I mean, in the camera, camera Criminal minds have told us that, that this guy was paid off. Like, there was just, it, it, but it, you're going, yeah. you know, it's, you know. You know what? Criminal behavior it, I was waiting for the fucking... You see, Rob, you know me. If I were the interviewer, I'd be like, Vince can't hurt you anymore. It's okay. You can speak freely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Statue of limitations kind of gone. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we have dad, because then he would be an accessory to murder. One at a time. You're, I will kill you. You're retired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. Um, Now, I want to inform everybody what they want to do with Season 3 because it's already come out about what they're going to do. Obviously, we know that the assassination of Dino Bravo is coming up. The episode on Dr. D. David Schultz is coming up. The episode on the Road Warriors is coming up. And the season finale is on Owen Hart from Martha's side of the story for the first time ever. So... What they want to do in season three is they want to open the door of the steroid trial. Oh, my. Really? Have they they actually officially said that? Because, I mean, you and I talked Uh, about it. Really? I went back and listened to – I went back and listened to one of Cornette's podcasts where he had them on because he had them on on, like, two different occasions on the experience or the drive-thru, and they said something about wanting to cover the steroid trial because – it was asked. I think Brian Lass, uh, oh, Jim Soho, said about it. Oh my God! Oh my God! That's that's going to be that's going to be a huge one. They really want to tread deep, don't they? Oh yeah. Well, they it's called Dark Side of the Ring yeah. for a reason. It ain't going to make Vince happy. Yeah, and well, and I'm telling you that. And I'm serious. Would Darren and I sit here and watch it? That's exactly what I say. That ain't going to make Vince happy. <laughs> oh, Vince gonna be pissed. Oh, Vince gonna be pissed. Oh, Vince gonna drop some bricks in his shorts on that one. <laughs> oh, but you God. have to, you have to imagine what Vince had to pay. We, uh, Steve and I looked it up. 
Vince had to pay John Stockwell like $485,000 for Dr. D. David yeah. Schultz hitting him in the face. Right? Yeah. And that, uh, and that, one, and that, and that story and that story is also coming up in a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, uh, $485,000 to John Stossel. Where did he get this kind of money? Obviously, his dad and his grandfather were very smart with money. But look at all the money that was flung yeah. around. He was flinging it around at the TV networks because he wanted to buy out yeah. the territories. And he wanted to shut down, you know, lock down his TV and his pay-per-views. And then he's flinging around all this money in Allentown, Pennsylvania, to make this snooker thing go away and everything else that he's doing. My God. Like, yeah. You, know, yeah. you well, look at I mean, it and you hey, go, holy shit. Like, this, this. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, the WWE has been serious, has been a serious money draw. For years. Yeah, I mean, you uh, know, he at what at one point, you know, he, I'm, like he wanted to be the only game in town. Right. You I know? mean, like, I mean, WrestleMania really one was a big either. risk. Yeah. WrestleMania one was a big risk. I mean, they mortgaged he and Linda mortgaged the house, everything that they had. Oh they, yeah. They they put in hot, and if this thing and if this thing didn't didn't draw. They would they, they would that would have been it. They they would be homeless. But instead it it went it it sold big and of course, you know, it you know, the history goes from there. And that now going back to this dark side of the ring with the briefcase of Vince, it makes you wonder how many non disclosure agreements he has made people sign over the years. And how many payoffs? Yeah. And Steve, Steve, yeah. Katie, and I have had a private conversation about this and said this. The reason that people are coming forward is because they no longer are employed by WWE. They are no longer employed or work under somebody that has influence to WWE or ties back to WWE to where they can WWE can hear some of the things that are being said. Because if you go back and look at season one, you had Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard is now working for WWE again, so you won't see him on the episodes. But you have Jim Cornette. You have Jim Ross in season two. And let me tell Chris you something. Jericho. Jim Ross and Chris Jericho. You have all those names that have come forward that are no longer working with WWE. Vicky Guerrero. That are telling the stories and no longer getting that money, hush money. Or um, hush money or non-disclosure agreement. Because let's face it, folks, if Vince is willing to walk into a police station in a t- small town in Pennsylvania or a medium-sized town in Pennsylvania and pay off the police, imagine what else he's paid over the years. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. No. There's, I mean, you know, a lot of money has uh, a lot of hands of injuries. Well, uh, shall we move on to Cut Mania? This thing has what a, really well, slid down. Yeah, we got to well, well, talk, talk about Florida first because yeah, and and how WWE is now an essential service as well as U, UFC. 
Right. Uh, right. Can I play? Can I play? We're going to take a quick little song break real quick because I have the perfect song yeah, for Yeah, I got to refresh my I got to refresh my call. Anybody on their yeah, cell phone, no, refresh your me call. Me too. Yep. I got to refresh.
are back with more. This Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory, Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Ziffel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage Parts match. Admission is just $1 because that's all this crap is worth. That's Craptastic Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! Sorry about that. I'm used to pulling a bumper after we get done with the song. Alright, we're back with more of Rampage Rant. Thursday Night Turmoil. And uh, yes, we talked about Dark Side of the Ring. We have talked about Remembering the thing, and now we are going to talk about how Vance became an essential business in Florida, because again, right? money, money, money. Right. Talks and bullshit walks. Right. Well, and politics enters into the whole thing. Okay, Sean, yes. Sean and Steve, I have a question for you both. Okay. Because. Okay. Because we spoke of this all at the same time because we basically all found out at the same time. Was uh, the WWE not supposed to be taking a break after the go-home shows after WrestleMania? That's what they, um, that's what they have reported, yeah. Essentially, yeah. yes, but that is, before, that is before Vince called in a favor to his good old buddy, President Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, he's talking actually, about the releases, too. No, actually, no. Actually, what really happened... Was and this is what yeah. highly often people. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. The governor, and I use that in air quotes because he basically stole the election. Ron DeSantis is a uh, is a Trump crony and sycophant. Okay. And he would he will bend over backwards like he was kissing the Blarney Stone. To kiss Trump's exposed scary hair. Yeah. If Remember, Trump they had the hair. Yeah, they even had a hair versus hair mask, those two men. No, 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 no. This is the government. I thought it was. Ron no, I'm just saying how, how good of friends they are. Even at, he even had Trump no, on. That, no, that's Trump and, no. that's Trump and Ben. Okay. Yeah. This, this, that's what I'm Trump saying. Is, Trump isn't directly involved in this. <laughs> wow. Okay. Here's here's what here's what happened. Because this actually all goes down to Vince's wife, Linda. Now yeah. a lot of people a lot of people may know that at least for a while, um yeah. Linda was the director of the Small Business Administration, which, um, for those of you who are listening outside of the United States, that is a cabinet-level position. So she was uh-huh, so they had to be PG. In the, in the, in, the, yeah. uh, in the cabinet under Donald Trump. 
She resigned that position and is now currently running a pro-Trump super PAC to help the campaign. A pro-Trump super PAC. That's a political action oh my committee. God. Okay. These, these are the people that put up these put up these uh, um, ghost ads. Billboards with Trump. That, okay. Well, no, no, they'll no, they'll put they'll put up ads that uh, will post false but questionable um, statements about well now that now basically we know Joe Biden, Vice President Biden, who is running against Trump. Okay. So with the so with the super PACs, these super PACs get a lot of donations, primarily because of the fact that they can skirt around um, American federal election law as far as revealing the sources of their of their funding. Now um, on the ninth Linda McMahon contacted Ron DeSantis and basically committed the Trump Super PAC to spending eighteen and a half million dollars on Republican candidates running in the state of Florida in the in this uh, in the twenty twenty election. And then all of a sudden at that point DeSantis makes a declaration that the WWE is officially designated an essential business as it Now here's but here's the thing. Of course currently they are doing all their TV inside the Performance Center in Orlando, and because of the coronavirus situation, they are only running with essential personnel. So there's like two or three camera people and and an audio person or two, two announcers, and the in-ring talent. And then, of course, in the back, they'll have, you know, they, then whoever's, you know, going to be working that particular taping, they were, you know, mm-hmm. they'd be, they would be there along with a backstage interviewer. But, of course, you know, they're keeping the social distancing part for at least for, you know, the most part until mm-hmm. they have to wrestle or do an interview. So, yeah. So, Linda, Linda, and Linda offers eighteen and a half million dollars in super PAC money to Republican candidates in Florida, and boom, WWE is now an essential business. Mm-hmm. Oh, but to me, that just shows he doesn't care about his workers and and all oh, the big major not. releases. You're keeping it an essential business, but yet you just released what a good thirty people. 
or more, actually. In fact, yeah. In fact, I, or more, fact, yeah, because have, you, you were listing more today. I have at least an updated list of right now. Okay. Have. 40, 41 superstars and staff have had their releases confirmed. 41? Okay, 41. Listen to this. This is something me and Darren were discussing yesterday. As all the and today, actually, yeah, was it today we, we were t- started talking about the releases or yesterday? Anyways, when the releases started coming in and we re- found out that Rusev is one to go, didn't he just put up twenty five thousand to pay the crew that weren't getting paid? Yeah, yeah, he just yeah, paid. I mean, one, he just he just donated twenty thousand. Yeah, of his own money. Twenty five. Twenty five thousand of yes. his own money. Trust me, I remembered it. Okay. Yeah. And he gets canned. No. And also, if you notice that, well, Bobby and Lana are, are well, in some yeah, rather well, major discourse right now. Like, he told her know, to shut up yesterday, you know, on right. Monday. Right. Well, he knows. Well, he, well, we all, I we all know he hasn't. He, mm-hmm. he has not been happy for a long time. That's why he hasn't, he hasn't been on TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, because. He wasn't happy with what they were doing with his character. They couldn't seem to find something worthwhile mm-hmm. for him. And that, mm-hmm. and everybody gets buried. As I and as I've mentioned before, AEW is highly interested in him. Uh huh. Well, you saw the meme I showed you last night. <laughs> here, here is the list of people who were released. Uh, Got canned. Great, Drake Maverick. Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, drink might have a Carl Anderson, gonna feed his family now. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Mm-hmm. We knew they were going. This was their last chance and they just yeah. signed them to a five year deal and this was their last chance and now they're gone. That's yep. not right. Yep. Go ahead, because yep. you know I'm gonna comment well, every few names. So well, go ahead. We'll ta- and I'll talk about where I think they're going in a little bit. E C three. EC3, I'm not surprised yeah. because they they should have yeah. brought him up a while ago and didn't. Well, so. they well they didn't do squat with him when they had him there. They didn't they didn't again. Yeah. This is another. They didn't understand the gimmick. Yeah. Eric Young, just like yeah, yeah, Rowan anyway. Yeah, Leo Rush. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's not surprised. He's got kids, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Logan, and that pisses that me off. Pisses that pisses me off. I need, yeah. I need to discuss that for a minute, okay? Ruby Riot was gone, so so basically, Liv and Sarah really weren't being used. They and and, and then they started using Liv again. They used her for the Lana thing, and then the recent thing she just did that escapes me, and. Right. Then Ruby Riot comes back. Yeah, Elimination Chamber, thank you. And then Ruby Riot comes back, beats the crap out of them, but then they're still kind of sorted together. And then Baszler, and I I don't care what anybody says, Baszler injured her. Baszler stomped on her elbow. And she should be be suspended. In fact, she should be taken off the roster period for that. How many has she injured like that? She's not right. actually injured anybody. She is really? Hold, hold on a second, anybody. okay? Hold it's on a second. Storyline. Sarah Logan? Okay. 
I've had my elbow dislocated, and that's exactly how I behaved when I dislocated my elbow. So unless she's had her elbow dislocated a good three times, there's no way she could fake those tears and that pain and trying to get out of the ring like she did. Okay? She's hurt. Sold it well. She sold it well. No, and that, I'm telling and she you. Might have actually, and she might have actually already been told that she was going, and that was how they were writing her off the of TV. No, but the way she got out of the ring is exactly and what happened because I couldn't other, get myself off the ground. And here's and here's the other thing with that though, and this is, and this is something we have to, and this is something we have to think about, okay? Yeah, and then you get a hold of her and tell her to come on our show again for the seventh time, well, eighth time. Uh, except except there except there's a, except of course there's a big issue. Remember, yeah. Sarah Logan is married to Raymond Rowe, uh-huh. aka Eric. Uh huh. Oh, duh! I'm not stupid. No, everybody knows it's it's well known. Watch Ride Along. You so, saw, them, saw them all together. Everybody knows. So what I'm so what I'm saying is what I'm saying is, Katie, we're not gonna we would we would not Put be able to, on yeah. to come on here and especially. No, not not to try. I never did. I say the trash, McMahon. No, I didn't. You, and my husband, are the well, same. You t- totally don't. You don't wait for me to finish. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, that's like me saying, right. uh, you know what, I'm craving poutine. Well, what, you want me to get up and get it for you right now? No. <laughs> well, hey, when my wife, when my wife wants something, she's expecting me to do it right now. Um, no. Well, no, anyway, because if I down. want a poutine, if I want a poutine, he'd have to go walk down the block, pick up some cheese curds and, and, and a can of gravy, oh, and, and then, you know, I will kill you if you do that again. Don't do that on air. Oh my God! Corona. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, going on with the list, yeah. Eric Rowan, and I'll talk about where where I think he's going to end up. Primo and Epico, who everybody everybody is like, they still work there. Which of course the running joke was that uh, did Primo even know he was still employed by WWE when he got uh, called in for, called for the uh, drug test? Um, Mike and Mike and Maria Bennett, Zach Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev of course, um, Diano Parazzo, Alexander Jackson, MJJ Jenkins, and Dorian Mack, aka Dan Matha, all from NXT, got cut. Um, Producers and coaches that got cut. Kurt Angle, Lance Storm, Shane Helm, Sarah Strott, Scott Armstrong, Billy Kidman, Fifth Finley, Pat Buck, who we've had on this show. Fifth Finley? Fifth Finley. Fifth Finley got cut, yeah. Fifth Finley. Did you what? just say Finley? Yes, yes. For the seventh time. Fucking <laughs> A. Fucking yep. A. Okay, hold on a second. Um, I need to stop you right there. Billy, when somebody says fucking A, fucking A is a Canadian saying for one. Number two, I, it is not used like that. Fucking A is, is hey, man, you want to come drink some beer? Fucking A. 
Hey, man, do you like the band Kiss? Fucking A. That's how you use fucking A. So please don't use a Canadian phrase ever again unless you know how to use it. A. Next. My bad. Hearing the name just impresses me. Yeah. Yeah. But that's wasn't the way it was to Then next. Sean, Sean Nafari, who I've worked with. Mike, Mike Rotunda, who, of course, is oh my the father God. of both Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. Erwin Scheister. Yep. Serena Deeb. Erwin Scheister is team, by the way. Not Erwin my, that's Mike Rotunda. One of my, one of my long-time friends and former and former co-worker with me at uh, Windy City, Chris Guy, a.k.a. Case, Ace Steel. And Kendall Cashin. Mike Kyoto. That that blew me away. They actually cut a referee. And of all the referees they cut, it was Mike Kyoto. Mike was one of the better guys in the ring. Um, announcer. Um, Aiden English, who I also worked with here in Chicago. Um... Jerry Soto, who was one of the Spanish announcers, um, John Clasto, Josiah Williams, and Alyssa Marino, who were uh, part of the uh, NXT crew. Okay, what's and that then, What is that? I don't know. And then um, the last uh, the last game cut, Andrea Listenberger, who is uh, um, who was part of the uh, creative team. Then, and this is another, and this is another big, big deal. And I'm gonna, and I'm going to grab this off a of wrestling news source because I want to um, read this out exactly on because um, this is a lot. This is a lot of uh, big. Oh my God, guys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna break I'm gonna break this story up because this just is just hitting on wrestling news. Get to it. Uh, Get it out, old man. Well, unfortunately, we've uh, lost we've lost another one. Oh uh, no! Oh man! Roberto Munoz Carrillo, um, aka Black Demon, um, who. Was a, who was uh, a uh, um, luchador um, on uh, on the Mexican uh, independent scene? Um, passed away uh, on the 13th due to complications caused by coronavirus. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I agree, Billy. I agree. I agree. Um, Fucking with our luchadors too. Wow, that's just great. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. So now, um, okay. So let's see here. Um, okay. So yeah. Okay. So this is the. All right. So this is um, the. Okay. That's just the additional. Um, so um, here, so here is the 
here is the big thing that um, happened um, yesterday. Now, this is, now, this is going to uh, Sean Rossap of uh, Fightful.com. Um, now, this is and this is a this is an NXT specific situation. NXT most of the NXT talent is going to be taking a big big pay cut. The they are also be given thirty days of pay and after that period are quote free to do whatever they want. Jesus. So in other words, there may be a lot of people that are currently listed on the NXT mm, roster. Rhino Cornyn. That For once, it's not me. That may not be coming back to NXT in 30 days. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. This is so. Now, um, now, now, a little something, a little something else here, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna pop, pop over to this because uh, apparently, you know, Vince is trying to um, keep, uh, keep you guys uh, on the hook here. Um, that uh, what, that what. Uh, um, that certain that certain of the people were not permanently released. They are being furloughed because of both current level of work available as a result of COVID nineteen. And um, the listed end date for that furlough is July first, although. According to the information packet they were given, that could be extended. Quote, what is that damn noise? Current, that thing is starting to annoy me. Situation, guys, I'm going to find it. Given the current situation and ongoing uncertainty. Um, so, and so what will happen is they'll. Um, WWE will continue um, covering health insurance for those people that are enrolled in the health plan, which of course obviously is not any wrestler because of course thanks to Vince, the wrestlers are independent contractors and so therefore they don't get insurance, they don't get squats um and they may be eligible for unemployment benefits as well as federal coronavirus aid, relief, and economic security act, um, which provides additional unemployment insurance of six hundred dollars per week. So, stupid virus. Yeah. Well, all of us. 
all of us All I'm going to say is the people would do as they're told, and certain presidents wouldn't want to open the damn country back up when he feels like it because he's the president. He can do whatever the hell he wants. And and also, and also, he seems to feel that it's okay to stop shipment of PPEs to my country when, uh, excuse me, the pulp that makes the filters for your your 3M PPEs come from us. Well, dumb toupee wearing he's moron. Selling all, he's selling all the stuff to China. And then China is selling it back to the states at a massive uh, profit. Yeah, I thought it was funny when when he stopped anything from China coming in, and, and, and all 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 that came out of Darren's mouth was, um, uh, isn't that what Bibles are printed? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. now here's now here's something interesting. Um, of course, uh, AEW uh, did their did their tapings. Uh, they're actually Take up to uh, mid-May, and um, they and of course they originally were at uh, Daly's place in Jacksonville. Um, then the original shutdown happened, and uh, Daly's place, as we reported a few weeks earlier, um, it then became a uh, um, a uh, COVID-19 testing location. So they moved everything to uh, QT Marshall's training school in uh, North Cross, Georgia, which is, of mm-hmm. course, where um, a lot of the AEW talent, uh, including uh, Cody, do their do their training work and that. Well, apparently, according to according to the story, um, what they're what they're reporting, the only person actually backstage. At the, at the last set of AEW tapings was Tony Khan. Yeah. Everybody else was within within the within the immediate uh, um, ring area or somewhere close to it. Yeah. So, you know, now of course now of course uh, if anybody noticed um, the main event last night was from the uh, Daily Place uh, taping the uh, John Moxley Jake Hager match. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't have done what they did at uh, at Marshall School because, of course, it's just it's just not big enough for that. So they actually had that had that match in the can for a few weeks and then. Um, Used it last night. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. and of course, and of course, um, you know, at this point now, Belvoir nothing is. Do you have another headset, Sean? This year. Yeah, let me try that. Hold on. Yeah. Duh. Oh my God, you are so blonde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I have another headset. Okay, yeah, let me try that. <laughs> oh my now, god! Let me take a selfie. Can you yeah. hear me slapping yeah, my go. forehead let right now? <laughs> let me take a selfie. There's a, there's an old song. Oh, um, I'm slapping my friggin' forehead right now. Oh. 
<laughs> All right, is this any better? It's perfect. Never use that other one again. Throw it in the corner. I don't bury it under something. Give it to the cat in some place. I don't know. Just never use it again. Ever again. Oh my god. Seriously, it sounded like one long fart. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, and a really, really one like you know, like a really pathetic one, like. You know, one of the little ones, you know, that doesn't impress anybody? <laughs> one of those, okay? Not, not even a funny fart. Oh, oh God. All right. Well, and stories also coming out that uh, um, Lana is still, you know, still right now um, uh, going to be paired up with... Um, with uh, Lashley, um, now she's she's riding the big dog dong. That's all that matters. Yeah, riding the big dog dong, bouncing on a good and hard. So, um, so yeah, so oh, here we go. So, um, and as I said earlier, got, Steve, I'm going to cut in here because I've let you talk a lot. Um. I will. Uh, you know the thing about it. The thing about uh, the this is is there's no pay per views. A uh, WWE did WrestleMania, but they did that uh, uh, as we've seen maybe by mistake. And AEW had a pay per view set for Memorial Day weekend. It's not going to happen. They yeah. had it booked at the MGM Grand Arena for next year. Um, so this well, leaves the, the question: When this know. gets lifted. When will the next AEW pay-per-view be? Well, that's that's a good question. Yeah, um, yeah. Is LA? Um, and today they were reported in the um, the uh, LA Memorial Day weekend is what July? No, Memorial Day no, weekend. That's May. just before the kids go. That's just before the kids go back to school. That's just that's jumping the gun a little bit. Well, no, that no, Isn't that's it? the end of the school year. That's around the end of the school year here. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, Memorial Day is in LA, May. Pick up the summer. Well, I you guys, you guys, yeah. have, you guys have so many damn holidays. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, well, crap. LA, you guys, you guys had to move all your President's Days to one day. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, well, because, so so, because here's the thing. In, in Illinois, in Illinois, we celebrated in Lincoln. America. Yeah. In Illinois, we celebrated Lincoln, but we didn't celebrate Washington. And the rest of the country celebrated Washington, but didn't celebrate Lincoln. So they, you know, combined it into, into one. And, you know, that way, that way they, you know, they say they're giving them both equal time and that. Um but yeah, I mean, um, so in LA they're saying they're not they're not probably not going to do uh, sporting events with the crowd until 2021. Oh good God! This this thing and think about oh, this man. because what because what yeah, that is summer of 2021. Wow! The Olympics put a. Which puts a question mark. Oh, the Olympics are uh, far gone, gone bye bye. WrestleMania. Okay? Yep. Which is supposed to be 
happening in L.A. March 28, 
Yep. Once this is over, they're going to go back to where they were, where they were big stars and used properly, and that's New Japan. They'll probably take back over the Bullet Club, and uh, and go and go from there. Mm. EC three, Jericho wants it, and if Jericho wants him, odds are, yeah, he's going to get him. Um, That'll be some Eric good Young, stuff. Eric Young most likely would wind up, if anything, going over to AEW and sort of doing. Well, he'll be he'll be like a backstage producer and helping the train guys. I can, you know, like Dean Malenko. I can see I can see that happening. Um. Uh, Zack Ryder, um, Cody's high on him. And, of course, with uh, Sean Spears over there, hey, you know, the um, two of them could team up. They could face each other. Um, and so on and so on and so forth. Um, Rusev, I know from sources that they're really wanting to bring him in. Eric Rowan, you know where Eric Rowan is going. Yeah, him and his Eric daughter. Rowan. Poor Eric Rowan will become He's going the lieutenant to the exalted one. You know that's it. basically those that's two together. Given. Those two together? Oh my god! Uh, That'll be the Bludgeon Brothers uh, all over again. Y'all, all yeah, over I again. Guess uh, right. uh, y'all, y'all know I was the big Bludgeon Brothers. Okay, you guys are y'all getting too a little too excited, so I got to calm down. Oh, calm down. Calm down. And we now and and you would now you would now, not moan from that. And we now and we now have a new name for the team formerly known as the Revival. What? Cash Wilder, aka Cash Wielder, Cash Wheeler, and Scott Dawson, who will now be known as Zach Carwood. Um, well, what? Wheeler filed a trademark for okay. Fear I know who it is because Billy's on his home phone. Your ear or whatever just keeps hitting numbers. Okay, go. I didn't hear anything in what you said. They'll be okay. called what now? Okay. Cash Wheeler has filed a trademark for Fear the Revolt. So it looks like they are going to go as the Revolt. So that, that way oh, cool. they can wear their FTR and it will and that's what it will now mean fear the revolt so well that'll be so interesting there we go. cash wielder cash wheeler Zach Carwood the revolt no feet just this so 
Big news, big news there as well. Quite the deal. Quite the deal. All right. Well, uh, you know, we were going to have some fun tonight, but uh, I don't think we're going to be doing that in honor of the think. So. No, no, we, no. That, yeah. I can't, I have, know, what we kind have, of fun? We have stuff, we have stuff set to, I had stuff uh, recorded and set to go, but, of course, then this morning. Okay, this hold on broke, a second. So. Hold on, I'm going to stop you right there. You really think that the Fink would want you not to have some fun? Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, fun, but not, the show, man. we can't do, we can't do. Oh, what my goodness. You don't, we were, you know what? what? We the show must go on. To do. The show must go well, on. Yeah, the, yeah, the show must if go I on. If I peek on air, does the show not go on? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, I'll you, but. No, I, yeah. but, but seriously, seriously, I mean, the concept we had for tonight got thrown out the window this morning. So all so all of that all of that is all of that is gone. Uh, uh the one thing we can talk about, Kevin Sullivan was on Jim Cornette's podcast and you can okay. go listen to that and uh that was quite interesting. What, you, don't, to you, don't, hear. you don't have clips? You don't have clips? No, we don't. Well then you better have clips for next we're week. Gonna, we're gonna do that. We're <laughs> gonna do that, but then the but then the floor is coming yet. So, yeah, but you know, you know what? You shouldn't. You should, no, but that's, it's, we still got. We still have fifty-eight minutes to play with here. We do whatever we want. You know, and well, just, I mean, we we covered. Like, hey, we basically covered everything that's gone. That's happened. Oh my God! You don't want to go fifteen, twenty minutes into the after show? Oh my God! There is a first. Well, you, well, yeah, but <laughs> Katie, you understand. I would have to download the oh, entire episode. I would have to sit there and listen to it, find a spot, cut. I didn't say that. Oh, my goodness. Spot. See, this is a poutine story you all know, over again. I didn't want you to do it right now. You don't, <laughs> hey, you don't realize the amount of editing I would have to try and do in three minutes on a two-hour interview. Okay. Did I tell you this? Okay, you know what? Run to Harvey's and get me a poutine right now, okay? Right now. Jesus. Oh, God, I didn't ask for right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I think minutes. that's going to pretty much do it for us no, tonight. No, we, we, like we have 57 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you, you know, you, you had that old expression. You didn't, want to, you didn't want to get to the point where you were farting on a snare drum. <laughs> I am, amen. No, there will be no farting on a snare drum. I'm not doing it. <laughs> and if you and if you and if you pick up the movie reference, good for you. Yep. Yep. I'm just envisioning that. <laughs> I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> we will be back uh, here next week. Um, it'll be Same fun. Same by time. Same by channel. Yep. And with that being said. We're just going to do a cold close tonight. So, uh, oh. think we will miss you. And, we'll uh, good night, everybody. Rest in Get peace, Black Demon. We'll talk, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.